Welcome back to the Popular Man Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. With me today, I have the homie Delon. What's up, Delon? Asalaamu Alaikum, Brother Jordan. We got my main man, Jaquez, our basketball analyst return. What up, Jaquez? What's good? What's good? Rest in peace, King Von. And we got the boy John with us today, the murder mitten cowboy. What's up, John? Good. What's good? Rest in peace, Donald Trump. And you know what we do. We give our takes on basketball, music, and everything in between. This is episode 117 of the Pop of the Band podcast. If you're just tuning, if you're tuning in on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. If you're listening to us on streaming service, make sure you give us five stars. If you don't already follow us on Twitter, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Podcast Demand. You can find us on Instagram at Popular Demand Pod. That's a whole lot of stuff I just told you to do. You can pause the episode and go do all that stuff. I really greatly appreciate that. But if you don't care about none of that, we can get straight into the episode. The first topic of the day, uh, as you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, John's ripping the set, throwing up Joe Biden over there. Uh, we just found out today that Joe Biden is officially the president-elect of the United States of America. And I don't really want too much talk about politics. I want to talk about um, Social Security, healthcare, and anything like that. But one thing that just really, I think, aggravated all of us to our core was Little Wayne, Lil Pump, uh, Ice Cube. I'm trying to remember who's the people on the Democrat side. Jay Z, uh, Pusha T. Just seeing all these rappers. Yeah, Jeezy. Not not just so much people supporting Trump, but just rappers in general, and seeing them align and seeing them like parade around on stage for the dmc and also for the republican party it just seemed very forced and i don't quite understand it because i don't really i like i said i might be blind to it but i don't really recall other celebrities of you know other pigments just being on stage or even like even or even like either other inter- same entertainers within the same industry like i don't really re- don't really ever recall seeing that so oh, why yeah. do you guys think that rappers cosigns are emphasized during presidential debates and do you guys think that those cosigns actually make a difference because i can't imagine anybody like watch uh joe biden's campaign in the past week and saw two chains on stage and thought oh wow titty boy I got I gotta I gotta vote for Joe now. I gotta vote this for Joe. I, this is the one. No, yeah, I'm saying like I can't imagine anybody was like on the fence and he was like even like a black person, like I can't imagine like a black person being on the fence and thinking to themselves, like, wow man, yeah. Jeezy from 2006, he's he rock with Biden, this the one. Or you know, uh King Clifford from um King of the South T R. Like so Dylan, what do you think about this, man? Uh, I will say uh, other entertainers of different pigmentations do also shuck and jive for uh, political people. I, I mean, like, I get... I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, my thing is, like, I don't get why you would, especially for the Republican candidate, I don't get why you would publicly endorse him. Like, I get, like, most of these celebrities are probably selfish and they understand that the tax plan is going to help them out financially. I get it. But to public, like, what do you gain from publicly endorsing this person? Like, 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 you have to know that most of your fan base is black. I mean, I guess now all of a sudden, all those uh, white people in Congress listen to Lil Wayne now. They all have a favorite bar from Wayne. Um, honestly, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, I think it's more so geared towards the younger uh, guys. That, well, 
gonna go ahead and say what they are, dickheads. Uh, shit, you know the the stands that are out there in the world. Oh, Lil Pump, you know this is either he wants to, you know, he's with Trump. Yeah, let me go ahead and be with Trump so I can be edgy, so I can be cool. I guess that's kind of the the, the um, demographic that they're shooting towards when they're you know advertising to the uh, advertising with, with rappers and stuff. Of course, got people with, you know with brains and minds and who have their own personalities actually look at what the politician the the politician is actually doing. So I think that's kind of where they're pointing to. It's kind of like just a you know you don't really need it, but hey, you know. I didn't again. Then it's also you know it's also a race thing. Like yeah, niggas want to see niggas endorsing me, so. Let me go ahead and get uh, a couple of these high, higher up niggas to endorse me. Is that is that just like the highest part of our totem pole? Like as a black representation, like it's like let me get some notable notable black faces. So let me go get rappers. Is that just the highest part of our totem pole? That's so nuts. That's, that's crazy. yeah, bro. That's what I be telling, bro. Is is rappers and in uh and ball sports players. and uh and ball players. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And Obama. <laughs> so, well, yeah, and that's, I think I think another thing is that like most people in the country are one issue voters on things. Yes. So I mean, it only takes your favorite celebrity to point out one issue and you not care about anything else. I don't think that's just a, a black thing. Like we know that like majority of white people in the South are going to vote on do they pre do they want abortion or not. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I think it just takes because we're not. The average person isn't going to care what politicians say and they aren't going to take the time out of their day to search for politicians and all that kind of stuff. But if two changes happen to pop out and say, hey, he don't fuck with blank, then that's the one thing you needed to hear. Yeah. I mean, this is going to hit some voters. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I guess GZ and maybe TI. Weren't they shaking and driving for Hillary? No, they were. They were. It just didn't work. I'm about out. To say, I know, I know was, uh, Hillary, Hillary had like Jay Z and shit like that. For her. Yeah, and like they were, and I guess I guess like we see Georgia turn blue, which is un kind of unprecedented. Like Georgia isn't, isn't typically blue, and I, maybe maybe Ti and Jeezy did play a role in that. Maybe they maybe they turned the state of Georgia but, out. No, no, that had nothing. That had nothing <laughs> to do with why that state was blue. The reason that state was blue was because that nigga Trump was just fucking up his entire presidency, and then this whole pandemic was icing on the cake. That the him fucking up this pandemic, niggas was like, all right, we gotta get this nigga the fuck out of here. Like, but I mean, I mean, I just gotta go. I mean, it's a lot of states. That's why that state turned. It's a lot. Don't nobody get fucked registering everyone. Okay, yeah. Come on, say there's a, there's a lot of states that like stayed red, even though even despite that fact. But yeah, like going back to your point, Delon, like I don't know why, like well, I do know why. Like you said, you like why would someone like Lil Wayne publicly endorse him? But like I said, he has a lot more to gain or keep in his pockets if. He even feels like my, me supporting Trump keeps um, him in office, but and, and maybe he thinks to himself like I'm so big I can't fail, so like people are gonna still fuck with me anyway because he's already said some crazy stuff anyway, and people kind of still listen to funeral even despite the Black Lives Matter comments he's made in the past. She's like, eh, uh, regardless, man, white people, black people listen to my music, so if the black if I lose the black people but I keep the white people, I haven't lost anything. It's probably what he's thinking, and you know, in his mind, and he kind of got a point because you look at um the presidential race, Trump had like 68 69 million votes that's a lot of people that could listen to Lil Wayne music if they chose to like that's a that's a that's a huge fan base he could tap into if people on the Joe Biden side says I ain't rocking with Lil Wayne anymore which I don't feel like everybody they, on that side people are not gonna fuck with him though they because they're not gonna fuck with him. 
I don't, I don't know, Jacquez. If you know, growing up here in Mississippi, you just, you just you see like a random pickup truck blasting rap music all the time. They be playing stuff like Wayne, Young Boy. Like they play, yeah, you know. Niggas, but those are the guys who are voting blue. The ones who are some dickheads are the ones. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, that ain't. That, Man, uh, niggas roll around uh, with that Confederate flag playing Boosie out they truck down on the coast. I'm gonna say, don't don't sorority houses. Uh, sorority houses. What's that, house, what's that house? Campus. They be bumping the rap music too. They had two. Cha- yeah, hey, they what? Two chains just, came. Then two uh, chains come campus. I don't know. I know Wiz came. Yeah, Wiz time. came. Uh, I heard. Uh, I heard Key Glock came recently. Yeah, Key Glock did come. But that's my point. Like they listen to that stuff, and all of them ain't Democrats. But that's not, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that's not gonna make a nigga. That's not gonna make a guy who's who listens to uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Just cause uh, Lil Wayne, this this random nigga with dreads falling out his head, said, "Hey, I fuck with Trump too." And that gonna make him say, hey, let, me, "Let me go listen to this nigga music. Let me let me see what he's talking about." Maybe this guy's like, "That's not gonna happen." Well, it's not for the super conservative white person. Well, I just want to say this: before Lil Wayne came out with those statements, we shouldn't have been listening to Lil Wayne anyway. He's kind of past the time anyway. Funeral wasn't kind of. Yeah, funeral was eh. Carter four was it was cute, you know, but you know, eh, eh, well, uh, you know, but yeah, I I don't know. It it, it, it just it was just very jarring. And I maybe it's like I'm pretty sure it's like this all the time because like you, like you said when Hillary was in office or she, when she was running for office, Jay Z was pushing her pretty hard. You know, Braun was pushing her pretty hard. But it just it just like it's really struck a, a core of me. It felt like I saw a lot more rappers during this campaign trail than I usually do, and I was just sitting there thinking I, to myself like, why? Because like I can't imagine like like I don't explain why, but like it just it didn't really make much sense to me. I couldn't imagine like just seeing a rapper get on stage and say, yeah vote for this person and i'm like well that's it like that is under as an undecided voter i couldn't imagine why their cosign would uh make the difference and also uh as you said it's the like, younger yeah the younger the, yeah, the younger, younger generation guys. but like like little pump fan base like how young we talking are they are they even able to vote you see what i'm saying i like, think it's more like you have to think about like like my brother age cat dog is like 18 to 19 to 20 like yeah. they're still pretty you know immature they're still you know very yeah. impressionable you still influence them a lot and then also, I think it also boils down to, like you said, was that like the pinnacle of black? When you think about it, like I mean, my friends, we talked about it, like who are the top five most famous uh, black people in America? Like, yeah, yeah. I guess on the, in the fucking planet, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's probably Obama, Michael Jordan, LeBron, shit, probably Drake, and probably Floyd off the yeah. top of my head. What are, yeah. all, what are all of them besides Obama? Yeah, I was about to say, maybe not Floyd, but definitely the first four, I'd probably say definitely top five. Uh, also, there's only like one real little pump stand above the age of like 20, and that's Cord. I want to I want to point that out too. Like he he ain't got that big. He ain't here to fight back. He, he ain't here. To fight back. <laughs> I was hoping you y'all could bring that up to him. <laughs> Cord, okay, I'm, uh, I think look, I think little pump was a bad example. Let's let's say uh, no, but I don't I'm saying young boy. No, okay, like young it. boy. The young boy's fan base is around there. Young boy was like, yeah, man, you know, go vote for Biden. Nah, I ain't gonna hold you. And then smoke the cigarette, and then niggas, <laughs> and then niggas, <laughs> niggas, <laughs> niggas nah, flying to the ballot to the booth. <laughs> nah, you, nah, you right. Nah, like a young boy endorsed Trump. I guarantee niggas, young niggas would been voting for him. I guarantee it. Like I guarantee it. That would have been. That would that, that would actually swung some votes. That might that might have swung a state. To be real with you, I I definitely can see that. But like little pump was just so perplexing to me. I'm like, I don't know. Well, Trump don't know. He don't know nothing about Lil Pump. I and I appreciate his team don't either. So I'm like, I don't know what made them think that like Lil Pump out here gonna like make somebody want to vote for them because he don't even have a fan base himself. Like niggas ain't buying Lil Pump music, ain't streaming Lil Pump. Like, like that. That's that's what blew my mind. But 
but regardless, Trump is gone. Uh, Biden and Kamala, Kamala are in office. Kamala are in office. I don't know how you say her name. Uh, and I guess we'll just see how the next four years go because I'm not, I'm not terribly optimistic. I just can't imagine it's worse in the past four years. Could be. No, I, well, somebody say that bit. Some somebody said the best on Twitter. Biden's gonna have a, a really freaking uh, president, which is cool. That's fine. His last <laughs> four years have been fucking wild. Like some, like literally, like literally has been wild as fuck. So. Yeah. You know, going back to that normal racism might not be that bad, Jay. Yeah. No, 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 no. A forgettable four years. A classic impression. A forgettable four right. years from a president is better than four terrible years from a president. So that's why I said I'm I'm all right. It just this is gonna be just a this is gonna be kind of like a gap year, a gap four years, just get us hold us over till we actually have a stronger candidate that can actually do something important. But Kanye 2024. Hey man, imagine imagine how different this year would have been. If we had anybody besides Donald Trump as our president, and we just actually shut down for two weeks in March, and that's, it. And that's all we had to do. No, and I, then we could go places and have concerts and sports and all that kind of stuff. J Cole, J Cole, Drake, and J Cole, Drake, and Kendrick were all supposed to drop this year, and we didn't get none of that because of Donald Trump. I want y'all to know that we didn't get those three albums this year because they were scared to release because of um because of COVID. If we had shut down back in March, we would have been straight by like May, June, and we could have got all those albums in this fourth quarter. Now we got to wait. Now we definitely got to wait until January of 2021 to get Drake's album. I can't imagine Cole or Kendrick releasing in December because most rappers don't release in December. So we won't get them until like the spring and probably the summer. So blame Donald Trump one last time. That's Donald Trump fault. We didn't get those three albums. And we probably get a lot more music and things this year. And the fact that the NBA is starting on december 22nd the That's nba segue. nice segue. <laughs> this guy's a pro man this oh. guy's a pro the nba announced it well they announced i think they set forth a plan i think they're still voting i think they're voting on the collective bargaining agreement still i think they got to vote on that monday but i think the nba um national basketball association uh, players association and nba have voted so that the league will start on december 22nd It'll run to like sometime in like June. And I think the finals will end sometime in July, right before um, Tokyo's Olympics. So the players can still participate in the Olympics, I believe they want to. Also, so they don't have to compete against Olympics on airtime. And so they won't fall into like August, September, and, and October and have to battle NFL, MLB, and all those other sports for um, showtime. So they're going to start December 22nd. They're going to have a 72 game season. Uh, the players were pushing for starting on Martin Luther King Day in January, like it was like January 18th. It was going to be a 60 game season where there was a lot of uh, money app, uh, implications going into it. The owners were like, well, if y'all started on January, play only 60 games, it's not going to satisfy the TV deals. You're going to lose probably half a billion dollars or close to a billion dollars if you guys don't start on December 22nd. So I guess it kind of forced the players' hands. Guys, do you feel like this is too early because you know the lakers and like the lakers and heat just stopped playing like i think the last game was like sometime like around october 12th so they only get like a month they only get really again like a month and a half of break because training camp's gonna have to start on december 1st so and then i think to see i don't even think there's gonna be a preseason. i think they have training camp from december 1st down to like december 22nd and then the regular season is gonna start so i don't even think there's gonna be a preseason. do you guys like this quick turnaround or do you feel like the nba is making a big mistake by doing this uh, I'm, I'm, I need to do a little bit more research on the lockout season and like what went down then and how like the revenue and all that stuff. Cause that's like the basic, that's basically what this is. 
I don't know how I feel about the 72. I feel like it's they're forcing 72 game season. I feel like that 60 mark would have been a little bit more reasonable. Uh, I mean, and then at the end of the day, you know, I don't know. I, I my thing is how will they fit like this this year's free agency and all that stuff like in the draft and then you know all that good stuff like are they going to be, be able to fit all that in into this short period of time so, so as like, far as like you know player development and growth they had three months off so shit, that, you know that is what it is so the draft is supposed to be like november 12th i think which means that free agency is going to have to start like a week after that like november 19th and that means free agency is only going to last from like november 19th to december 1st so free agency is only going to be like two weeks compared to like the months and stuff they like they have people to sign so like it's going to be a quick turnaround and i kind of feel really bad for like rookies because you're going to get drafted on like november 12th and then like a month and a half later you're going to be in an nba game where like in the past you got drafted like in june what's it june draft summer league. yeah you get june yeah. you get summer league then you get to work on your game like from august and then september comes you got like a whole month of training camp you got preseason games you're getting drafted november 12th you're going straight to you're going to training camp that next month and then you're going straight into the season. No, no G League, none of that. Uh, so that's a big uh, turnaround too. Don, how do you how do you feel about this, man? This is quick turnaround. If they if they at least get rid of that until at least MLK dates, where you can't get penalized for sitting down, because um, because like it's it's like that balance I was talking about a couple episodes ago. Like teams that didn't make the playoffs would, if we wait until MLK day, hadn't played basketball in ten months. And the teams that, that made the playoffs and made it further, if they just allowed to sit, then I don't really see a problem with it. Um, 72 games and the play-in tourney is ambitious. Because um, I think the real priority, one of the big priorities should be making sure to, instead of just putting it back to get as many games as we can, try to get as close to the normal season as possible. Because we do have things like free agency and we do have things like, like these these college players need to know what they're doing or not they don't need to be drafted in august like like if they're going back to school school starting like two weeks yeah so if we can move yeah yeah all that stuff that we can move back a shorter season probably would have been better but the start dates i like playing tourney i love the playing tourney probably should have held on to it until next season but you know i'm sure it was very successful for them you know but i'm here for the bubble you know i love the bubble I don't think they could. I, I don't think it's going to be a bubble though. They're, they're, I think they're going to go to stadiums though. Like I think they're going to play in actual stadiums at like twenty percent <laughs> capacity. That's what they're pushing for. Like they're they're definitely going to play in arenas. Like they're not doing a bubble again. Them players are not going back to that damn bubble first and foremost. And then in fact, there's all thirty teams that can't afford to do it. So it's definitely not going to be a bubble. They're going to be in stadiums. How well is this going to work? That remains to be seen. Actually, don't remain to be seen. We see with the NFL, it's not going to go well. It's not going to work. Um, you see that with anything like if you don't adhere to COVID, it's, you're going to get people sick and that's going to be a whole nother sick. thing but i think that they kind of gotta let players um i think they kind of got let players sit like i don't think I, they, and i'm i don't think they can and i'm not gonna lie to I, did, sit. I did see i did hear uh read a report that a lot of the free agency free agents have already like kind of you know under the table like yeah nigga, i'm gonna sign with you you know and then the first day kind of like they always do you know they already know yeah. and then the first day like like 80% of the free agents go on ahead and sign to, with whoever they're going to sign with. I feel like that's probably what's going to happen as far as that. So I wouldn't – really the only people really taking ills with this situation are uh, the rookies, like you said, because I didn't even think about, like, you know, summer league and training camp and then, you know, all that preparation and time they get to kind of, you know, get their feet. Because I found they just been, you know, doing one-on-one training so that they don't yep. mess around and get hurt before the draft or whatever. Uh, So, yeah, I do feel like 72 games. That's – how many games do we usually get after uh, Christmas? 
Uh, it's less than seventy-two because because I don't you don't play just ten games before Christmas, so usually I, that's what I thought. I thought it was like yeah. 10 games before Christmas we started. We started like early October last year, didn't we? Yeah, we started early October, so they play games and like they played late October. It was like 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 the last week, maybe the week before in October they started the season, and then they play through November into December. So you play at least maybe close to twenty to twenty five games, maybe close to thirty. Yeah, exactly. yeah, twenty twenty five games before Christmas. So they got jam packed games. You mentioned the lockout season last time, Jarquez. I you probably don't remember too much about like the scheduling, but I remember reading that. During that lockout season, they had back to back to back. So they had games that they had teams that were playing three games in three nights to make sure they got all those games played in that um season. So expect a whole lot of back to backs in this um in this new season that we're about to have. And I think that's also gonna be a major problem because I think they, like Delon said, don't don't um find players for sitting in like the first month up until MLK Day. I don't think you should. I don't think they should find players for sitting at all this season. Like I think there's something they just need to abolish because with there being no preseason, and with there being such a short training camp, and the fact that players are a lot of players are probably going to go to the gym for like the first time ever in like November because some some places they weren't even allowing people to like train and stuff like that. Um, expecting to be in NBA shape and not get hurt, it's going to be a tall task. Like I think we're going to see a lot of freak injuries i hope not but i feel like we're gonna see a bunch i mean of- we've, we've already we've already seen it in the nfl with no preseason and shortened you know shortened off season a lot a lot of the, a lot of the biggest names you know went down by week three week four you know and it's still only you know the uh trade deadline just passed this past week so we're only halfway through the season so i mean shit you know for anybody who watches football like if you if you look if you look at the injury chart you look at the injury list for the san francisco 49ers everybody the long as hell everybody named mama hurt in san francisco so um cowboys on their fifth quarterback oh yeah, yeah the fifth string quarterback right now yeah the cowboys too yeah it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be tough i definitely i'm not i mean yeah, they they're definitely they're definitely gonna have to let let them cook on that sitting thing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you know some of the biggest guys you know don't play for like the first you know couple weeks you know because I mean because because just, just just and at the same time it's like the NBA should should be cool with that because you know God forbid you know, not, not gonna wood it's, but could you could you imagine if you know LeBron fucked around and did something on opening opening night? That hurt. The NBA know? can't. NBA teams can't afford that like NFL teams can. NFL teams have like two or three st- bigger names sprinkled right. throughout. Uh, exactly. If 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 I mean technically the Lakers could afford for LeBron to sit and have some other people because they're the Lakers, but like the Kings, like if De'Aaron Fox went down game one, like he, like that kind of stuff, they can't. Some teams can't afford it. But I'll say this: they they shouldn't be they shouldn't be mad about it anyways because it, it's the reason why they got mad at players for sitting was because oh these fans paid to watch you play. I mean, if it's only twenty percent capacity, I mean, fuck, what what that's not much revenue. I mean, unless they just the tickets are stupid high. So shit. I mean, I don't think they this season. You know, I, I think it'd be very understandable why. Well, they're also know, let players see it or whatever. But they're also playing for a TV deal, so they got to make sure the ratings are high enough to warrant them getting the deal that they want to get. Cause like they play these seventy two games, stars sit in the like the ABC, the ESPN televised games, like the primetime games. If people are sitting and nobody's tuning in, well then the TV companies could lowball the NBA and be like, well nobody watched y'all games this season, nobody watched y'all games in the playoffs and the finals last year. 
and then the revenue that they end up getting from that TV deal might be substantially lower than what it should be. So that's why they, that's why they wanted seventy two games to make sure that they get enough games on TV as possible to make it, to justify the TV deal they're going to try to sign at the like the end of this season because it's time for that now. Well, that's, that's, that, that'll be on them then. That's scheduling. All right. Well, let's schedule. We know we want niggas want to see Kawhi and LeBron play. Let's not put Lakers versus uh you know Lakers versus Clippers. Uh, on a back-to-back, and it'd be the end of the back-to-back, and in the game before that, be Lakers versus Kings and uh, Lake and Clippers versus uh, Jazz, like, not Jazz, but uh, Magic. I'm not give a fuck about them two games. So it's all about scheduling. Like if you're gonna do that, you got to be real strategic about how you schedule these these 72 games. I can't tell For you how not to see it. I can't tell you how often, like last season, where Kawhi was like it was going like a major Clipper Western Conference power game was on was attached to a back-to-back. And like the Clippers had to decide, should we play Kawhi during the easy game and get the easy W, or should we play him during the harder game and try to win that, and then try to win the easy game without him? And I was thinking to myself, and then like one of those games would be like on ABC, like the get the what's the conference game at ABC? I'm like, why did they make this game on TV? Like, why did they even schedule this as a back to back? It makes no sense. You know that Kawhi Leonard has a degenerative calf. And what, by the way, I'm I'm mentally preparing myself for Kawhi to play 30 games this season. There's just no damn way he's going to be playing like four games in five nights. There's just no possible way that's going to happen. So I, I, it's 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 going it's going to be an adjustment. I'm you know as a basketball fan, it's always fun to watch basketball, but at the core of it, the NBA rushed it. I understand why they had to rush it, but it's not it's gonna it's not going to go over well with COVID. People getting sick, people getting injured, and rookies not being able to get acclimated. People resting throughout the season. People try to say the bubble was an asterisk. This season gonna look even weirder. Like in retrospect, when people go back in, like look at things like, oh, like Sutton has played forty games in the seventy-two game season, even though he didn't get hurt. Or, oh wow, there's like ten, like five of the top fifteen players in the league are hurt in this season. That's strange, and there's gonna be a lot of weird stuff going on this season. It's gonna be strange. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of it. Question: Do y'all think that? Um, the way this season is about to go about will leave room for a super unpredictable team from the bottom to have a really deep playoff run, possibly win it. Because um, let's say LeBron sits out, LeBron and AD sit out the first 20 games, sets the Lakers back a little bit and allow some other teams that probably wouldn't have beat up on those types of teams, those playoff teams, a good little run. I think it's going to definitely benefit the younger teams because home court advantage away, like that stuff matters. And if there's nobody in the stands to influence that, you're going to see teams who generally struggle on the road playing just like it's, it's at home, like we saw inside the bubble. A team like the Phoenix Suns, who I think are already poised to have a pretty good season this upcoming season. They, if they don't, if you have to eliminate, if you eliminate, Boy, Booker arrested. if you eliminate away court, you know, the away advantage, that's going to benefit guys like that a lot. And like you said, they're also going to capitalize on the fact that they're young. They're not going to have to rest players as much. So they're going to be nice where Lakers and Clippers are resting people and, you know the entire Suns roster is going to play, and they're going they're going they're too good to not play your best players against and win. So they're going to win those games, and I feel like they're going to guys like that. Uh, maybe the Grizzlies, but they're going to be. I don't. I don't. I haven't, I haven't had an update on Jaron Jackson's um leg, but teams like that who run and play hard are going to. I ain't gonna win. lie, man. I, th- I think the I think the Bulls going to have a breakout season this year. I like the the pieces they got. I like all the players they got. They got a new coach. You know what the fuck he's doing. Feel like Kobe White's gonna have a big year, so I could definitely see them be. That's my my dark horse team to make the playoffs. Also, the Hawks too. That's another team that's young. Like teams that are young and can afford to just run nonstop, like <clears throat> not, without stopping. Like teams like that are gonna benefit a lot from the fact that other the older teams are like, well, we gotta rest our best players, or older guys, and make sure like the vets 
Like younger guys aren't gonna be resting like that. They're gonna just gonna play every game and they're gonna You're right because depending on how with Brandon Ingram, I see Pelicans doing that. Uh, I, yeah, Pelican. I see the Pelicans starting off like fifteen and five. <laughs> Depending on what happens with Brandon, and then as soon as everybody else comes back, they kind of get smacked down a little bit. But they might make the playoffs. No, I respect. And then another thing is how AAU ball is played. That just kind of benefits like the younger players. Like they used to playing, you know, a game at eight a.m. and then the game at twelve, and then you know that, that was just two years ago they was doing that. So they definitely be able to do a, a game a night for you know out of five nights. They played three games or whatever. I feel like the younger players should be able to do that pretty easily. So that also goes to your point, Delon. G- give me a percentage from zero to 100. How in shape will Zion be on opening night of the NBA season? <laughs> uh, a percentage? How, how, yeah. how, I, the way I hear so give me, give me, give me, Give me the bottom. In the, the, what, what, are we considering last year? Like, okay, okay, ter- okay. What was the percentage last year? Let's, let's, let's see. Like last Give you to give you a basic. He clearly wasn't in shape in the bubble. We'll say the bubble. He was maybe like forty percent. I'm gonna say this: Will he be on a minute restriction to start the season? Let me start there. That's how out of shape he was. Uh, he was on a minute restriction. Do you think he'd be on a minute restriction game one of the NBA regular season? That's a better question. No, I don't think. Well, I don't know because it's a weird season. It's gonna be a weird season. So shit, probably everybody might might be on fucking minutes restriction because there's no uh, preseason. That's fair. But, uh, so assuming that it's normal, I don't think so because they got eliminated pretty early in the bubble. They got early, like June was it May? Yeah, I mean, May. they, they, nah, they, they hey got. Man, New they Orleans got has not been closed down for COVID. I'll say that New Orleans has not been closed Facts. down. They got eliminated in like July, but they got eliminated I, in July. Was it that late? Yeah, they was in the bubble. The, the, they were, no, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, the, the, the bubble the bubble game started in July, so like they got eliminated then, but like. Even though they was like fighting for a playoff spot, they weren't really trying to fight. Like, much you know, Zion was barely playing. He was out of shape, and it was like, wow, this is you know, this is pretty solid. sad. But even then, like during the regular season, when he finally came in to play, like he was on a minute restriction. Like he just never stopped being on one. I imagine being a number one pick, what we think Zion's going to be, he's going to actually come into camp and actually be in shape. I would hope, but some tell that he's not going to be in shape. Game one season, I say he plays around twenty eight minutes. He ain't gonna play. He's not gonna play starter. He's gonna play around twenty eight minutes. And it probably won't be until maybe a month, two months in, where you start like regularly playing starter minutes. But, but I, I can see that for everybody, though. Honestly, just because there's no preseason, there's no, there's a, just such a short turnaround. I, I think, can see LeBron only playing like 28 to 29 minutes a game, and everybody just to make sure. I'm gonna say this: LeBron is chasing a lot of ghosts, and he needs every game he can get to um get these records like like the late i think the lakers calling a bluff i think they was really saying like yeah some of these stars are gonna show up i guarantee you lebron's gonna play every game as as, as long as he can to get direct get so he can become the all-time scoring leader he ain't gonna he ain't gonna sit with like 25 minutes if he can get more points because he didn't do it this year like lakers be beating up on people and like he wouldn't sit that nigga keep playing but um, it depends on who they get in free agency to be honest or through trade if they can swing that mystical Chris Paul deal that everybody keeps talking about, they don't need that. I don't think so. that. I don't. No, think they. They. No, I think they do. If they go, they gonna need a playmaker to replace uh, Rajon. But the, what you gonna have to give up to expensive. get that nigga? Yeah, to get yeah. I said what you have to do to get up get that nigga. Nah. I mean, I'd, be, I'd rather them shoot for that Bradley Beal or that uh, Olin Depot or somebody of that nature. Bradley Beal's less expensive than Chris Paul to you. No, sir. Depot coming to Milwaukee, sir. I think all that. I think all that is just unrealistic. Okay, say, say that one more time, Delon. I said, is Brad Beal cheaper for the Lakers than Chris Paul to you? I want to say Brad Beal is uh making 
Oh, not like financial wise. I'm talking about oh, like okay, you get. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's Washington. Uh, <laughs> they need Kuzma. Not fair. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean, they, they only said got AD is because they had to offload all those terrible young players the Lakers had, and and the Washington Wizards took all four of them, took all of them, so that the Wizards, so that the Lakers could get AD. So you know, never underestimate their um, ineptitude. But let's go on to the next topic. We've been here a while. I want to talk to you guys. Who do you guys think was the rap MVP? This has been a very weird year with a bunch of, um, with a lot of people who we expected to release. I said earlier, like Kendrick, Drake, and Cole didn't get a chance to drop albums. But there are some people who did manage to shine this year. Who is the person, the woman, man, who do you guys feel like stole 2020 in terms of music? Oh, uh, far as music, I probably would go with uh, Lil Baby. But far as like rap just becoming a star, probably Meg. Meg has some some hits with some pretty big uh, names in the uh, what's the name? It didn't the whole Tory Lane scandal kind of even propelled her even higher in her star stardom or whatever. Uh, she just she blew up like she's a household name now. You know what I'm saying? Like simple. But far as strictly music, I got to give it to Lil Baby. Uh, let me see. I think. Hmm. Uh, Meg did have Meg did manage to get a couple of number one um, singles this year with uh, her remix with Beyonce, which is major. Uh, the song she did with Cardi B, which was WAP, which was major. Uh, Little Baby has been Baby Baby had a very very good album that had, people have been talking about all year long. In my turn, and I feel like he turned himself into a star. Like I, I feel like a lot. I feel like people like you know the Ryan's Atlanta base, the Southern base. A lot of people are rock a little baby. But I feel like he turned himself into a national star. Maybe not the not the level of uh, Meg or even the level of um, the baby. But I feel like the music he's actually putting out with the, his ascension could warrant him being like the MVP. So I feel like that's probably who I would pick. But even then, like I was like looking at the charts, and I was like, like damn, the baby be selling, boy. Like, he do, he the, do. The baby be doing he numbers. Do. I was like, somebody, somebody had brought up. I was talking about like how female rappers are taking over this year, and I was talking about how like there's like five number one, there's like five Billboard number one songs that featured a female rapper. And I'm like, so what? I'm like, that don't like rappers don't really get number ones at all. So I was like looking up to see how many number ones this year had came from a rapper, and I said, wait a minute, the baby got a lot of number ones. Him and Roddy Rich, which we kind of forgot, the box came out this year, didn't it? No, the, box he, came, yep. the box came out this year or was it like end of last year yeah 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 yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah, one of the two it was like either december 2019 or it was like january january yeah it was yeah, early it was, early yeah we, we forget Ryan rich was running up the charts at the beginning of the year and he kind of just hadn't really done anything since so i wouldn't say he was the mvp but he has i think he, he is on a song with the baby where the baby was like on number one like the rock star song the one he's like the yeah when like yeah. like he's like getting arrested and shit on the on the ground i think that's i think that's a music video but hey, shout out shout out mario judah though Nah, let's not. <laughs> let's, hey, let's, not nice, let's not shout out. Let's not shout out. Y'all some haters, bro. I'm, I'm, hey, Mar, 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 Mario Judas version better. Well, Mar, Mario Judas version of what is better? Rockstar. Rockstar. Really? So hey, much better. Delon, can you, you feel the this? passion? Can you, you really feel the passion in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that boy Vibrato be going stupid. They be like, hey, man, that boy be going crazy. <laughs> I like I thought to myself like what's his next song gonna sound like like but then I think but then like that's kind of dumb because I'm like well you know what that's probably not his first song he probably got more music so I probably should go check it out I 
just because I'm curious. I'm curious what the rest of his stuff sounds like more than anything. But no, Mario Judah is not the MVP. But he might have a better version of Rockstar than the baby, which I wouldn't. I didn't say I didn't say it was MVP. I didn't say it was MVP. I'm just saying. You just said shout out. You just said shout out to him. Shout out to him. Shout out to that guy. Uh, I respect it. Hey, maybe next year though. Maybe next year. Maybe Mario Judah will be MVP next year. Yeah, man. You know, he's still like a young star getting interviewed by your boy on um, Jacquez. Yeah, yeah. Two young stars on the rise. Uh, Meg, like I said, I think I would probably say Meg more so if she had actual music. Like, to her, her actual Sugar EP got largely glossed over, so I couldn't call her the, the MVP of this year because the fact that it, like, her biggest triumphs have been those singles. She's got, that, she's got that Rihanna effect, though, like how people love the person of that Meg is just yeah. like even but probably much more than they even probably love her music, honestly. No, no, uh, that's a that's a hundred. So we going with MVP. True. If we talking about MVP, you know, shit, MVP it ain't just stats. Like the nigga with the best stats don't always win the MVP. Word to Steve Nash, shouts out to Cam, Sons Nation, baby. Uh, so shit, it's just who had the biggest star. Who's who's shit. the biggest star? Nigga was the biggest star out there. Let's give let's give it on uh, Drake. Hey, because that was a. Uh, Chef's kid, that 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 analogy was was on point. I gotta awesome. I gotta do that. Finally, give me a clip. I finally give me a clip on the on the uh pot, on the, <laughs> the page. Let yes, us sir. See. Clip it, clip it. Delon, who you think is the MVP of this year? Um, I'll probably give it to Lil Tecca. I'm just joking. I really. <laughs> he uh, actually decent. He's decent. He's actually decent. I I'm not mad at Lil Tecca. Um, I honestly don't have an MVP. I feel like. Like a, I mean, easy answer, little baby. I don't listen to little baby's music like that. Um, eh, you know, I don't really necessarily gravitate towards it. I do appreciate it sometimes, but you know, um, I mean, honestly, nobody really impressed me all that much this year. What about um, the hmm? butcher, nigga? Yeah, butcher, nigga. yeah, but so, so my. My problem with this year, the, the really difficult thing about it is like it felt like there were two years in one year, like. I feel like everything before June was just a completely different year, and everything that was released before June didn't exist after June, and everything that was released after June, that's when the actual good music started coming out, and nothing really, That I mean, all the good stuff happened in September, October, um, but honestly, I didn't really have, like, the people who had the super successful singles didn't have the super successful albums or the good albums. The people that had the really good albums didn't make any noise outside of their Album. current fan base. Yeah. So it really, eh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I might say, ah, feels feels wrong. Not, I think my heart, I think my heart says Drake. Okay. Hey, I was Dark Lane demo, the number one single at the top of the year, Laugh Now, Cry Later at the, later at the bottom of the year. Um, I listen to Dark Lane demo and it gets better every time I listen to it. Um, but again, even Drake doesn't impress me enough to be like, he dropped what's Drake. name too this year. This is the um, care package, all his, all his yeah, care package. He dropped, yeah, care yeah, package yeah. Too. and then so the, 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 singles the whole too. year, the singles too. Yeah, and he put up MVP numbers. That felt like an entire like two years. Like, I don't like that feels like so long ago. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like everything before March, like when was, before the shutdown went down, I feel like a completely different. Like I feel like that belongs twenty nineteen. Things that happened in like January, February, beginning of March. It all feel like that belongs to like twenty nineteen. And I kind of forgot about Care Package. I com, I completely forgot about um Dark Lane demo tapes. Like that completely um 
Cross over my nah, mind. that shit flames, Jordan. I ain't gonna stunt. I'll be hearing that. I'll be hearing that shit every time I go back to it, my boy. But yeah, That's I don't. Ah, it's a weird year. Like I wouldn't like. Ah, if it, it, it feels like the election, like I'd have to like do a recount. We'd have to look at it a little closer. Uh, and then he had lights. He had lights good. Then he had a uh, laugh now, cry later. Like yeah. Pretty, some pretty big I mean, no, 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 I said it's, it's kind of like you know, LeBron case. LeBron will put some MVP numbers, but you just don't feel like giving it to him because you know LeBron ain't really trying. It's kind of like that with Drake, like Drake is just breaking all these Thanks. records, but he ain't give his whole he ain't give his whole heart yet. Like, care package was repackaged songs, third late demo tapes with literally demos, and then like last night, cry later was just a single for his actual albums coming in 2021. So, you're like, mm. you're like, yeah, he ain't really trying, but the, the songs are doing music. I mean, it's, the music is doing numbers, so it's like maybe he is the MVP. So as always, the Drake uh, LeBron analogy continues. Uh, Huge facts. I'm gonna talk to you guys about your favorite pro debuts, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, badminton, tennis, golf, or even just like in music in general. What is your favorite debut by anyone? Michael Carter with nods. No, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? You know what's man, funny? I thought about man. that game. When I made this topic, I thought about that game. Mike Carter Williams versus the Miami Heat drops a triple double and almost a quadruple double drops a, a triple double in his first game to beat the big three heat. That was a hilarious, that was a hilarious night. But, man, the uh, biggest pump fake in sports history. Big old facts. Uh Lonzo Ball without an abusive father. But um right. Wilding. Wilding. Can't shoot, pass, rebound. It's kind of score. All right. 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 But all right. Uh, I mean, the Frank Nicolino. The people are mad about the Frank Nicolino. Um, that I made. My, <laughs> they're, they're mad about that comparison. Technically, my car- Frank Nicolino. Oh, no, on Jordan's head. I ain't gonna lie to you. People are mad about that, but technically, Michael Carter Williams is the more is the more fair. Uh. Is a more fair comparison. He won rookie of the year. Lonzo Ball didn't do that, so I should have made that. A, I should have made that comparison and been actually more realistic. Doing real disrespectful in this motherfucker. I see. Oh I see God. Hey, hey man, he's got to earn it. Anyway, uh, my probably my favorite musical debut. Um, it's probably it's the album we're gonna talk about on our album club slash book club. It's gonna probably be Lupe Fiasco's uh, "Food and Liquor." Just. That album is amazing for an artist who hadn't put out any body of work before. And the fact that it's so unique and so true to him that I can't think of an album kind of like it or even similar to it from a di- another artist. He came out of nowhere with his own style, flavor, doing the kick push, you know, the, I'm, a skate, I'm a skater type thing, but also talking about societal issues while also just spitting and barring up and like going toe to toe with Hove on his first album. In my opinion, out rapping him on, on his idol on that album, as well as just. The emotional connection that he created on that album with a couple of songs like uh he say she say and uh, american terrorist it was a great album executed really well that's probably my favorite musical debut uh pro debut i don't not most of the rookies i really like or like most of the can we, I can like we say it more like a, a season because it's hard to because like they might not went crazy that first game but like maybe game seven they went fucking bananas like it's easier for me to Okay, so you want to say debut rookie season or something like that? Favorite on um, rookie yeah, season yeah, yeah. from a player? Yeah. Right, okay, that's that's a lot more easier. I was gonna I was gonna cheat. I was gonna say my favorite debut is a uh, Kawhi Leonard debuting as the Los Angeles Clippers and beating Adam. 
the Lakers on that opening day because so many people felt like we were going to lose. We didn't have PG, and he turned up in that first game to get a secure W. Um, which you know that don't matter now because we lost in the grand scheme of things. But I thoroughly enjoyed that win and that W. Uh, so Jacquez, who's a who's a who's a player whose rookie season that you like very very much enjoy? One of your favorite rookie seasons that you witnessed, like actually witnessed. Man, my guy Trey Young, man. Uh, the guy came in. People doubted him. He's smart. Oh, he's too small. He ain't gonna be able to do that. He's the only person I ever seen go ties to the NBA, and his game never changed. He does the same shit he was doing back in 2016. He's doing in 2020, and nobody can stop it. And I love that about him completely. Uh, he went crazy. Had a bunch of 30 and 10 games. Uh, was putting up crazy numbers. Uh, you know against the top point guards best defenders every night he's getting he's getting his so shouts out to trey uh it kind of sucks that he just so happened to be drafted with like the greatest probably the greatest player since lebron james in the same draft class but shouts out to trey you know ice trey i'm with you and as far as musically uh i ain't gonna stunt jordan when uh I, was that saba that saba's uh first album um uh, not take not care for me but uh the one before that uh this. Your book book list. List. That was not his first album, actually. It was that like, was his first album. His first album was like Comfort Zone. I didn't even know that was him when I listened to it. And like I just like realized it later on. I, it might have been a mixtape. I don't know if Bucket List was his debut album or not. But we'll cheat and say Bucket List was his debut album then. Just yeah. <laughs> that was probably Bucket List, man. I, I was when you get you put me on, on that, that shit. This shit heat. It's that real heat. So I'm gonna go with Saba Bucket List and Trey Young. Delon, not Delon, but uh John, you mentioned earlier, like, oh yeah, can I can I bring up baseball? When we do this topic, yes, I'm, I'm, be, I'm be real with you, fam. If you if your if your favorite pro debut or rookie season from a baseball player, I'm not gonna know anything about it. But I'm about to act like I do. So, hey man, hey, <laughs> it's, it's 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 fine, it's fine. Uh, you know, I ain't, I ain't gonna harp, I ain't gonna harp too much about it. But I think uh, like when I when I thought of the topic, um, I was just driving. Like I don't I don't know, it just popped in my head. But I th I thought of the debut, and that's what made me text you know text y'all and say hey yo mm -hmm. you know this i think this would be a good topic but um steven strasberg uh plays for the washington nationals oh yeah um coming coming out he was one of the <laughs> what i'm 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 has no idea what you're talking about i'm being quick oh yeah i know i know what you're talking about john yeah. i know what you're talking about too john i know you talking yeah about. so so uh so he so for for him it was like he was one of the, the like most hype like pitching prospects to to ever like to ever happen so he went number one to the nationals i think he was in the minor leagues for maybe a year or two or something like that he finally get called up man that nigga went stupid bro that man struck out 14 batters bro like i remember watching that game because i mean because i'm a, i'm obviously a big baseball guy that's a lot to no. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but he 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 went. I remember watching that game, and I remember I remember when he got drafted. I was like, um, I was like, yo, this 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 dude this dude gonna be the truth. And then I remember watching that game, and I was like, yeah, he 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 the one, he the one. Unfortunately, you know, injuries happen. Unfortunately, you know, he he's st he's still a solid pro. And then you know, the Nationals won the World Series what like years ago. Um. Or no, last year actually, last year yeah, they won. They won it last year. year. I think he so, uh, two years ago. Yeah. So so you know, shout shouts out him for for getting that ring. But um, so unfortunate. Um, he only ended up being. I mean, he's still in the league, but he's only he only ended up being like a three time like all star. But that's one of those things. Like, what if? Because like that dude honestly probably could have been one of the greatest pitchers of, of this generation just by like 
if we talking about just straight arm talent, that that dude that dude has some some mean stuff. But uh, to keep it on brand, I would probably say my. Uh, it's hard. I mean, I, I guess probably just with recency bias, but one that I thoroughly enjoyed was uh, Zion's debut. Um, and like for for Zion, it was kind of like he he pretty he pretty much so with Zion, it's like you know people didn't think he was gonna be able to you know do the things he did in college. You know, bully niggas. You know, especially when the real heights came out. Turned out you know that nigga like you know six six and a half. You know, but man, he. He was like a he's made grown grown man look look like babies, and then he was he was showing he had, he had a little little touch from outside too. That I, I like I said it's probably recency bias, but that that I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Zion's debut. Um, it's you know especially obviously Zion because of so how hyped it was too. What were you about to say, Jordan? As you know, our, our resident hater within our friend group uh, was just was talking shit about Zion before he ever touched like he even played a game, and and. You know, it was fair criticism. You know, he didn't really play against anybody in high school. I mean, he, he absolutely dominated in, at Duke, but it's like, is he going to be able to use that physical prowess in the NBA? And like you said, it was so amazing seeing him just, like, drive into, like, Rudy Gobert's chest and just go into him and, like, Rudy Gobert go flying back, and he goes and dunk up on him. And, like, you can make him crack man joke if you want about Rudy Gobert, but he's a phenomenal defensive center. For you to run at Rudy Gobert at the rim and just move him out the way and score – that is amazing. There's players bigger than him. There's centers who can't just like move Rudy out the way. So that like I, it, watching his first game, I think I can't remember what exactly his numbers were, but they were really good. Like he had like twenty. They were like he had, he had, yeah he had like twenty points and like eight or nine rebounds in like twenty some minutes, like twenty four minutes. Just like Super that. efficient too. I think he took like thirteen shots and like only missed like two. Like I think he went like eleven for thirteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say he went like three for three from three as well. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't miss. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't miss. Yeah, from, from, didn't hit another rest season, but you know it'd be like that. Shouts out to the dude legend. Shouts out to him. Yeah. That baseball player you brought up, John. You say he struck out fourteen people in the, in one game. Yeah, his 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 debut game. He struck out. He struck out fourteen batters. Like I said, I don't know a lot about baseball, but I know enough to know that that's some amazing shit. Right, fourteen people in your debut game. That's a, that's awesome. So, Delon, favorite debut ever? What okay, I have two sports and two uh, music. So, since Jacquez brought up the uh, seasons, I got known. So, for my first one, um, thirty-two-year-old Andre Ingram on the Lakers. <clears throat> I thought about that one too. I thought about that one too. Dropped that nineteen boy feel good moment of the year. Get a boy nice. a little ten day. He played one more game after that. Um, I was going to really cheat and say uh, Jeremy Lin's Nick's actual debut game, but that was like his second season, so we ain't gonna we ain't gonna say that. Um, but other favorite sports debut is Minnesota legend Adrian Peterson. Um, oh, yes, sir. I thought about thir- that too. Thirteen hundred yards, rookie of the year. Yes, in sir. his eighth game as a pro, he set the record for most rushing yards in a game ever with 296 still stands to this day um adrian peterson vikings goat um no cap so music uh music we are going to say um acid rap i am a chance to rapper ass rap appreciator um that is one of my probably 10 favorite mixtapes of the decade um, despite the slander it gets and albums, my favorite debut, Jordan knows it. I've talked about it many times on this podcast under pressure by logic. There's not a single thing wrong with that album to me at all. Still his best piece of work, uh, to this date. Um, man, both my favorite music 
always get slandered, I guess. But yeah, logic number one. Logic number one. Uh, it was eh, it's too easy to say Kendrick, so we're definitely going to go with logic number one. Let's say Delon's re- is uh, rocking the no pressure hoodie as we speak right now. Like he, he, he ripped for the sit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Under Pressure was a was a phenomenal uh, debut album. I was very as a, as a fan of his mi- mixtapes. I think the only mixtape I didn't like by him was like uh, Welcome to Forever. I think it was. I think the name of it was. It was like the so one. Poppy. That, yeah, it was, I went. I went feeling it. And then going into Under Pressure, I was like, okay, it's so cool to always see like the underground rappers that you like come out in their debut and like really kill it and i was like this is amazing like this is what i knew he could be and i had high hopes for logic going forward granted i didn't too much care for any album after that except towards like no pressure and songs here and there from other various projects but under pressure the album was very good acid rap was a mixtape that i didn't like the first time i heard it mostly because of chance's voice but then after hearing him on like on other people's songs and getting used to his voice, I went back and listened to Ass Rap and I absolutely loved it. Like the writing on there is phenomenal. It's hard. Some like hearing these writing, not even just like the music, just listening to his lyrics, it's hard to believe the same person wrote Ass Rap as the person who wrote <laughs> the big day. Hot um, showers. Yeah. I the, love my mom. What's wrong? What's wrong with hot shower, John? John what's, what's wrong with hot shower, John? What's wrong with that song? But no, hey, is there no, something? Is there something wrong with that song, John? No, hey, the one, the one. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's Kyle Kuzma. That's Kyle Kuzma. Whoa, Kyle wet blanket. Jesus Christ! I thought, all right, all right, all right. Hey, I, I got, I got, I got a quick, I got a quick question. Um, because y'all, y'all would know better because he, you know, regionally he's a little closer to y'all. But um, was was Barter Six Thug's debut album? Yes, I said. But see, I had this, actually had this argument with somebody. Was was you, Delon? I had this conversation with somebody. I said Barter Six was um uh was Young Thug's debut album. But then Young Thug turned around and said that uh what's the what's the what's the what's the album he released last year that everybody liked? So much fun. He turned around and said so much fun was his debut album. So much fun, yeah. He said that was his debut. Oh, yeah. I do remember him saying that. Well, yeah. Fuck, fuck what that nigga say. Uh, because Barter Six, uh, hey, because Barter Barter Six was his first commercially released album on streaming services and in stores. It can rock. It can rock. Yeah. But I, the Barter, if we counted Barter 5 as a debut album, that was a very, very, very good debut album. I feel like it really exemplified who Thug was and who he was going to be for like the next decade. So that's actually just how it made me a fan. Like at that point, like up to that point, I didn't really care for him. Just Same. Like, I'm like, okay. Same. I, get I, think, it. I think that's most people. Yeah. Like, like unless, 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 unless you were a Thug fan from the jump, Barter, the, the Barter was. The album that really everybody was like, "Hey, this is this 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 didn't really do it for me." That's a wild name for album. I mean, mm. I mean, I mean, naming it Barter Five was still funny as hell. Like it's like you know, Wayne Nick's album supposed to be in the Carter Five, so I won't name mine as the Barter Five. And... Hey, it was Barter Six. He just said Fuck five. He just skipped it. It was Barter Six. He just skipped five. Oh, he did. He said, "Hey, he said you can have five. We don't go on." Hey, that's just so flagrant. I love it. Ain't I don't know, man. Shout out to Young Thug though. Southern legend. Shout out Jeffrey, man. Shout out. All right. So let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, oh, October playlist. What have you guys been listening to in the month of October? What have you talk to me, guys? What, what you guys been playing? What you, what yeah, been I gotta listening? gotta check the gotta I, check my. I, 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 I'll, I'll go first. I'm a. Uh, I'm a. Uh, I'm. I'm just get this out the way because because I know I know the line gonna be on my head. So let me uh let me let me get this out the way now. Um. I don't, I don't I don't know 
if you know if everybody know, but I know most of y'all know that your boys from the murder from the murder men, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Really? Detroit legend. You know what I'm saying? Uh for for a long time. And granted, I told the line it was not it was not about music, it was about a personal thing that happened at LA Fitness on my little brother. So that's I, a wild intro. <laughs> that's was, wild. <laughs> hey, I was an avid, I was an avid uh Sada Baby hater. I've been I've been I've been listening to to that nigga Scuba Steve a lot lately, especially a whole lot of Choppers, man. Remix but, too? Uh, definitely I've I definitely been been rocking with Sada Baby. Not not a I came around, I was like, hey, you know. Especially because I'm not I'm not a big Detroit rap person. I actually hate Detroit rap at this part. So I was uh that was also something that that uh that kind of pushed me away from listening to him when he like I mean obviously you know he you know been around here forever, but you know when, when he started to get big like uh you know uh nationally. Um I definitely I've been listening to a lot of uh G- Givian or Givion, however you pronounce his name. I've been listening to a lot of him lately. Um, that that uh, EP he dropped not too long ago is is like when that first came out that was like all I listened to. Um, what else? Man, oh, this... obviously Savage, Savage Mode two. That I was I was I was yeah. Everybody been listening. I listen to Savage Mode two every day. Um, but that's all I can think off the top of my head without without looking at my phone. But uh, I would definitely say I've been giving a, uh, those those three a, a lot of a lot of spins in the last month. I, I need you. I'm glad you remind me of giving. I just want to add that to my library. I heard only great things about that. I need to bump that. Uh, so in the past week, John, have you been, have you listened more to a whole lot choppers original or a whole lot choppers remix? Which one have you heard more? Man, in the honestly, past, honestly, in the past week. Hey, hey. Honestly, I've been giving them both spins, but I'll, I'll probably say I've probably been listening to uh, to the remix because I'm not I'm not the biggest Nikki Nikki fan, but. She snap. Now it goes. Snap. I might be a stand now. Call me Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Daniel. Uh, so Daniel to shout out every other episode. Oh man, Delon. What, 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 what about you? What were you bumping in the month of October? Man, everything I was waiting for did not disappoint me. So we started off the month with Savage Mode Two, of course. Anniversary by Bryson Tiller did not disappoint me. Thoughts? Oh, yes. No. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That was cool. Cool. Oh, so, uh, Streams of Thought Three. I've been waiting on that for four months now. Jesus Christ, that got pushed back every other week. And Grant, yeah, it's coming out on Friday, and then it finally came out three months later. Um, was wonderful. Burden of proof with Benny. Go ahead, Jordan. I about to say, I feel like the week that that uh Streams of Thought Streams of Three Volume Three actually came out, I feel like. Grant didn't tell us it came out. Like Grant was telling us every week, hey, you know, blacked out this week, and I'll keep checking. And it was just like random one day I just happened to go on his page. I'm like, wait, streams of thought out. I'm like, why the hell Grant didn't tell me? <laughs> that boy is missing. Um, but burden of proof. Love burden of proof. I don't think it is as good as plugs I met, but man, the bar is high. It's not. Still great. Still listen to almost every track. Um, there's not a skip on plugs I met, but hey, 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 this is still my favorite. Uh, my that one war paint a go crazy Griselda this year. Um, the what do I said that war paint with uh, oh, with yeah, 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 that war paint go crazy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, um, surprisingly enough, I don't think I've listened, I barely listened to that Benny album this month. I don't know, I just went, I wasn't really feeling it. I don't know, I don't know what it was, like it just was not connecting with me. I don't know if it was like Hippo's production, which I thought was good. It kind of felt like the two just did not mix. 
they didn't sink completely. And I think that just throwing me off. Um, it's like line. The reason that nigga not listening. But one song, it's like he like not rapping on beat, and that shit like that. This that shit was like weird to listen to at first. But like Detroit I, 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 nigga. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, I'm gonna find a song. I'm gonna, I'm like he like, like I'm trying to figure out like, like where, like where the downbeat is. I, I, I that. But I was trying to. No, but I think I spend most of my month. I listen to a lot of uh, Twenty One Savage. I listen to some Anderson Pack again. I've been like really listening. Hey. To Les, yes, Lord, a lot. Uh, yes, listen, sir. Yes, sir. You see it. Uh, I'm trying to remember who else. It's mainly it's mainly been twenty. I've been listening. I haven't been listening to like a lot of music, honestly. When somebody drops something, I listen to it. Just check it out. I've been listening to Strings of Thought. Like that Strings of Thought three. When I did find out it was out, when I finally found out it was actually out, I did listen to it like for like a week and a half, like just nonstop. I was like, I was. That's probably my favorite Strings of Thought so far from Black Thought. And uh, I started listening to Ariana Grande's album after the line suggested to me like a week ago. Ah, uh, that's what I, I knew. I was forgetting to do something. I was like, I damn, this something I'm supposed to be listening to. I enjoyed it, but that's that's all I've been listening to. It's been a, it's been a slow week. It's been a slow month for me. Um, also, I've been listening I forgot, to. Uh, I forgot Pegasus. Shout out Trippy Red. Can Legend. Can Legend. Can Legend. Shout out that boy. Jack, what you been listening to? The real sick guy. I've been listening to. I've been listening to Drake. I've been listening to. Of course, I've been listening to Benny. Uh, I actually started listening to some old Chris Brown. I was like, "Damn, this nigga got a lot of hit." Me and Mel, like, this nigga got a lot of hits. And uh, my car, it'd be streaming like random shit, and then Deuces came on. I was like, "Damn, I heard this shit in a second. And I was like, "You know what? Play Chris Brown best hits." And I just been streaming. I've been been fucking with Chris Brown a lot lately. Which Chris you Brown know, album? That and R&B. Which Chris Brown album you think you, you listen to the most songs from? Like, and one classic like, debut. Like probably the debut, yeah, probably, probably the first one, probably yeah, the first one, probably that's the only one I've used a classic. Uh, you know, that's that's just me. But I like uh, Fortune, Fortune. I love Fortune because um, there's like there's like certain albums like it might be a, might be an artist's best album, but like there's other albums in this catalog where I listen to more songs from it than I would from others. But like, it's just singles with Chris Brown though. It's like yeah, I'll just it's just singles like single after single after like he got like he could, that's that's him. That's what he, he the singles king. So shit, that's yeah. most of what I was just doing. Gotcha. I about to say, uh, cause like I was thinking about like, damn, it could Good Kid, Matt City. Like right now, I listen to more songs off of Damn than I do Good Kid, Matt City. Even though I think Good Kid, Matt City is a better album, so I was just, I was just curious what songs like were you predominantly listening to? What album were you like predominantly drawing songs from? Like we're listening to. Uh, all right, we got one more topic left, and I actually had to switch topics up because I didn't realize we had more music topics than basketball topics. I, 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 I slid a, a new basketball topic in the last second. I think DeLon would appreciate it. I want to talk to you guys about the number one overall draft pick, which belongs to the Timberwolves. Ooh. I want to talk to you guys about the number two overall draft pick, which belongs to the Warriors. They have, it's been no surprise that these two teams, and it's been no secret these two teams have been shopping the pick. They've been trying to get Devin Booker. They've been trying to get Ben Simmons. They've been trying to get, I'm drawing a blank, but somebody else, they've been trying to target Giannis. Uh, for, They've been trying to target a multitude of people, but that that number two pick plus Wiggins is attractive enough, and that number one pick is it sexy enough? Because there's no just just dominant, clearly a dominant guy in this draft to really make them part of with someone like Ben Simmons and give up already. So the, the teams are struck out. Um, are these two teams stuck at the one and two, or is there a more realistic trade that doesn't include Ben Simmons, um, Devin Booker, Giannis that you guys could actually and B- Bradley Beal? Bradley Beal doesn't seem like that's going to happen either. Is there a more is there a, a more realistic trade you think 
that would be attracted to the Warriors or to the uh, the Timberwolves. Uh, Timberwolves. Yeah. Or do you feel, uh, like, those, do you feel like you guys to stay where they at and just draft guys and just keep going? Timberwolves, in my opinion, uh, if they can't get Devin Booker, uh, I think I like Anthony Edwards fit with the team. Uh, I feel like he's like a perfect blend of like the shot creating of Harden with like the explosiveness of, of Westbrook. But he's also he also loves the game, wants to learn. You know, he's really enthusiastic. I, I really like him as a prospect. Uh, I think the number two, you know, shit, the Warriors, they they can shop it for anything because the next best player, if they Tim Woods take what's his name is Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball is gonna sell tickets wherever the fuck he goes just because of his name and his brand uh, and what he's been able to do on the court. Uh, I think that the the that, that they should shoot for somebody if they can't. If they're not going to uh, draft like the biggest name to trade his ass, they should uh, definitely try to go for a big man, either a Kugu or a Wiseman. But as far as trades, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know any big men that you would just, you know, that are worth the because that's what they need. That's what they lack is a big man. And probably, I guess a three. You could look for a three. Yeah, I, I don't, don't really know nobody who could fit their style of play. I don't I don't think there's a three that's available that's worth the number two pick. And like I, I don't think there's a center that's out that's available that's worth the number two pick like right like you know what i'm saying like i feel like they'd be overpaying for a guy they traded for um anybody with that pick unless it was someone like joel and b which you're not getting joel and b for wiggins in the damn number two pick like it's just it's just a huge discrepancy in like well, who's available and who isn't and what you can get with those picks so i you know they, go ahead i'll say this the line i hate it for y'all because i feel like if the book if if we didn't know about bubble Devin booker I really feel like y'all would have had a good chance if y'all gave up uh, Michael Beasley in that that first pick for Devin. As Booker. soon as that shit happened, I, I knew it was over. As, as soon as yeah, that I was like, y'all. I was like, damn, they, they probably got a good chance to get that nigga. Then I was like, ah, Booker Booker became untouchable in the bubble. Also, Ben Simmons getting hurt and not playing in the playoffs and failing in the playoffs because if he went to the playoffs and he did a repeat of what he did last season, where he just standing underneath the goal, getting zero points, like five assists and five rebounds, if he did that again in the playoffs. And the Sixers might have been very inclined to move on from him, even if they, even if they fired Brett Brown, they still might have traded him. Just like there's, there's just no salvage in this guy if he's gonna just not do anything in a playoff game. So, but the, now the fact that, that he got hurt, they were like, well, he got hurt. Let's give him and, and beat another chance together. So that 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 screwed it up. So Delon, at this point, number one, I still pick. I still see I still see the Sixers as an option. Um, not as much Devin Booker, definitely the Wizards, but I still see the Sixers as an option because. Um, in a team that needs to build around Joel Embiid, we have the first pick, the 20th pick, and I think they have the 19th pick. And a lot of those guards in the draft are going to be dropping a little bit. So the Sixers could potentially draft a guard, get somebody they actually want with that first pick, and then they actually still have their pick. They'd even leverage this 19th and 20th for somebody else. Um... But I still see that one as as possible. I you know it's just that whole Doc Rivers X factor. Who knows? If the, the only way that happens is if it's like trade deadline. Like it's not gonna happen on. It's not gonna happen on um, draft night because they're gonna want to. They're on, they're gonna want to give Doc a chance to see if he can make those two work before it's like all right, Doc can't make them work. Let's go ahead and bring somebody else in. But so right as of right now, Delon, you're expecting to draft um, Anthony Edwards with number one draft pick and keep him as of right now. Is that what you're expecting going into draft night? That's a fair, fair assumption. I think they're going to do that. Uh, the Warriors might trade back, and they might draft that guy whose name start with an O that you said. Oh, yeah, Google. Yeah, I can, oh, see, Nico, Google. I can see them possibly Nico, doing call that. Him Nico. Yeah, I can see them possibly Nico doing Lina. that. Um, 
I don't think that they, I don't think, the, I think if they do draft somebody, I think it's going to be Wiseman. I don't think there's no point in like drafting, uh, what's his name? Ball. Ball. They clearly, because clearly, they could, if they really felt like Ball was, first of all, they don't need to sell tickets because they got Curry, first and foremost. Facts. So like they're going to they're gonna sell out anyway because of him. So they don't have to worry about that fact. But it's, it's more so the fit. They are trying like the three guard fit. And I know he's like labeled as a small four, but I really, I really think that he's really going to be like a big guard. And I think they would rather, instead of inserting ball into that three-man spot, I think they're going to try to get a veteran to play that spot. And, uh, yeah, because, uh, like I said, D the D-Lo, Clay, and Curry experiment pretty much showed them, like, this ain't it. Nah, this this is this isn't it at all. So, yeah. You know what's going to happen? Them niggas going to fuck around and get – when uh, Giannis leave Milwaukee next season after they get their ass whooped in the first round. All right, man. Uh, the Bucks going to blow it up. Leave. Books on blow it up, Chris Middleton Warriors. I heard it here first. Yeah, heard no, it sir. Here first. No, you said Chris, Chris Middleton to the Warriors. Yup, okay. because he's gonna have low value because niggas ain't fucking with him. Uh, Warriors on just give him without any fucking and get his ass. <laughs> Draymond, Andrew Wiggins. Draymond, go for it. Oh, no, he's wait. not enough for you to build around. Oh, yeah, no, Andrew yeah. Wiggins, honestly. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins for on Chris Middleton. Who says no? I don't think hey, any, I don't think anything gets better, but yeah. Hey. Hey, I know, I know, I know where, I think, oh, I, think I know where, uh, I think I know where Melo going. Yeah, I laugh a lot. Where do you think the Melo No, the Hornets. Mm -mm. Detroit? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Like, what pick, what pick does Detroit have? They got, they, they, they gonna, they gonna have to, they gonna have to do some, they gonna have to do some work to get to do it, but. So, hey, man, all, all I know all I know is that LaMelo Ball has been in the state of Michigan too much for him not to come to Detroit. I've seen LaMelo Ball with these two with these these two eyes in my head. This nigga, him and Leangelo have been in Michigan too much for something because the, the, the niggas from LA, bro. What you what you come to Michigan for, bro? Hey, hey, what, John, live in Michigan. John, John, damn, John, 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 you still live in Michigan. John, you shouldn't answer my question. What pick do the Detroit Pistons have? I said, I said, I said they got they got seven or eight. Oh no, they ain't getting they yeah, ain't seven getting or eight. They ain't getting ball there. They have to oh. trade up, but they ain't got shit to trade up with because they Christian Woods is probably the best player that niggas actually want. Yeah, and, and he I guess Blake Griffin. I guess you could trade Blake Griffin because I don't think they want to hey, feature man. Blake Griffin. I guess. Oh yeah, Blake I'm just is. saying. I'm just saying context context clues, man. Hold on, let me see. I, yeah. I see the I see the vision, John. I really do. Let me see NBA draft lottery. It's that seven works. or eight. I think it might it might be. I want to say seven. It's I think seven. I think it's seven. It's one of the two. It's it's seven or eight. If you're if you're the Hornets, do you take do you on um, trade back? You take Blake Griffin and the number seven pick. Do you take that? But like so 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 my thing. About hell that, yeah! Like, oh hell yeah! I mean, because like why? Because they they. I mean, granted, it's it's Terry Rozier, you know, nigga ain't shit really. But mm -hmm. I mean, but like, I, I I the only the only upside to taking Melo is like, you know, for like almost I mean, like you know, tickets I guess. Even though you know we're in this weird you know twenty twenty, but like outside that, nigga, nigga don't fit. Like it, w it would not be a fit. Like I mean, they just moved. They just moved Rozier. They pro uh and probably uh what's buddy from Kansas, Jordan. I'm drawing a blank. Devontae Graham. Yeah. Uh, if anything, they make a fit around because he Lamelo's obviously better than both them niggas will yeah. ever be. If, if you think so they'll definitely star. make that fit. 
Yeah, you yeah, think I mean, but my, my, my thing is they, they could trade back. Well, no, because he probably wouldn't be available by then. Because I was going to say, because, I mean, I think. Hold it up. Hold it up. Honestly, if I'm Charlotte, if I'm Charlotte, man, I like I like Obi. Obi Toppin? Yeah. J- Jacquez, Fuck no, that nigga's not like that. <laughs> He's not like that. Bro. I guess I'm not. I'm 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 not I'm not saying he is, but his his stock his stock has has risen in the last year. Yeah. TJ Washington is just as good as that nigga right now. I promise you that. But what you would say, Jordan? I, I'm not. I don't. I don't argue that. I don't argue that. I I don't. I'm 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 saying if I'm Charlotte, I'm not saying me personally. I'm saying if I'm Charlotte, and plus it's Charlotte. The niggas all they the niggas always fuck up. Come on now, like you you can't you don't y'all get you get them too much credit. Hmm. I, no, that's not gonna work. I'm about to say. If the Charlotte was dumb enough to take Obi Toppin at third, and then you got four, two being uh, James Wiseman, number one being Anthony Edwards, and then fall fall on the four. Four is Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Would Chicago be interested in getting Blake Griffin? But then, like I said, they already got Laurie Marketing. So what do you do with Marketing? You can't just move him to the five. I don't think he's good enough on um, protector and stuff for that. So you can't. Put I mean, him they, and they still got Wendell Carter. They got Wendell Carter at the five too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so so mm-hmm. it'd, be, it'd be a weird fit. So that I don't know. Lamelo's not gonna fall that far though, because he's the biggest name in the draft. He definitely not gonna. Yeah, fall. and, and someone asked you, Jack, but the question I was gonna have was, who is a player outside those top that project top three? Anthony Edwards. Um, what's his name? Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman. And the middle ball. Is there a who is your dark horse to actually become a star outside of those three in this draft? Uh, I like this guard from France. His name is Killian Hayes. Great shot creating ability. Uh, He's nice. Definitely, definitely a NBA style guard. Uh, this guy from Alabama. His name is Kyra. I can't think of his last name. Uh, point guard for Alabama. Really, really good. Can shoot the ball. Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky, like all three of them are guards and all three of them can fucking ball. And I feel like they're going to slip to like those, the the late teens, like right outside the lottery, like 15 to like 22-ish range. And they're all going to end up being like really, really, really good uh, guards in the NBA, especially with this style of NBA. So those are my three people. I can't really pick a favorite out of those three, but all three of them are really, really, I mean, really plus, good. plus this draft is really weak. Got yeah, that's a weekend. That, that's also that's something I wanted to point out to you earlier, Jordan. The fact that this is like probably like the weakest draft and then like a weak ass free agency class. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of like the perfect time for this whole pandemic shit. Like, and like the season to be kind of weird because nobody's really like just losing, losing. You know what I'm saying? I was, I'm trying, I'm trying to make, I'm trying to this guy name. God bless Cole Anthony. He had so much hype at the beginning of the year. Uh, he did. It's, it's funny to hear he, you. Try, it's perfect for the Sixers to take a 19. Damn, 19? He gonna he gonna fall that far? Hey man, I, I I looked at a couple mock drafts this morning. They were not kind of going with me. No, because he's he's basically Cole Anthony's like six two, athletic guard, but he's he's a score first guard. But he's not he's not a he's not the score first like to be a score first guard in today's NBA. You can't be a a driver. You have to be a shooter. Okay, and, and he's just not that. That's fair. That's fair. Did it? Did it? Did you get back in, Jordan? You froze for a long time. No, 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 no. That's fair. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Um, but th- that's all I got, guys. You guys have any uh, closing thoughts, ideas? I wanted. To, I do want to get y'all's thoughts on this. I seen, uh, you know, Cleveland not fucking with uh your boy John, uh, big man. I can't say his don't, name. Don't Drummond. Not I fucking with Drummond. Oh my god. Not fucking with Drummond. And uh, what's his face? 
Eric, uh, Gordon Hayward not fucking with the uh, Celtics. Trade the two. Trade for the two. You know, get that that contract out there. Try it out with, for the Celtics. Anybody say no? Starting five of uh, Kimba, Brown, Tatum, because they finally have that interior force that they need. And then if it doesn't work out, you know, that nigga only, one, he only got one year left on his contract. He gone not to know. But then he tried to shoot for Giannis. Shit, yeah, I think I think the only person I mean I, I mean I don't like team wise I don't I don't think in my personal I mean because I know because if they're still able to keep like those rotational bigs like uh, Dice and uh, and like uh, what's that nigga name Williams like Robert Williams like they're, well, there's something there's you can Tice is a backup bigger center anyways. No, so I'm saying, like, a weird I'm, I'm, with saying, the team. I'm saying if, if if you're able to keep them, um, I mean because 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 under drum is not not a rim protector. So I mean like so, but so if if you keep one of those guys to you know pr- protect protect the rim, um, I don't like I said team wise. I don't I don't see why any team would say no outside of no yeah no because he'd be well no because. No, 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 he opted. The he money opted, will match. He opted, he opted into his yeah. contract, but shit, I think the only nigga that say no is Gordon Hayward. Who the fuck want to go to Cleveland? I mean, he can't I say mean, no. He has a choice. Yeah, no, trade, I know. He can't say no. I know what I'm saying. I'm saying team wise, nobody's saying no. But I'm saying the only nigga who ain't gonna who ain't gonna like it is Gordon Hayward. Ah, uh, rest in peace, though. He does give him complaints. Hey, 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 <laughs> he fit in though. He fit in. You know, it's it's a red state. You know what I'm saying? He'll he'll be he'll be nice Facts. at home. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was. Uh, Jordan, uh, Delon, either y'all say no to that trade, and do y'all think do you think it'll put uh, the Celtics over that hump? I don't even put them over. The and hump. do you think it'll change the hell? No, Andre Drummond suck, bro. Fuck that nigga. I don't think it put him over the hump. I just think I think that Andre Drummond is way too expensive for what he does. And uh, shit. I seen shit. I seen that they were like looking at Oladipo and Turner, like they could potentially move um, Hayward for one of those guys. I think it paid them bigger dividends. At a, at a cheaper price. Turner, Turner would be nice. I mean, but you also you probably you probably wouldn't even have to give up Gordon Hayward for I mean just because shit, the uh the Cavaliers got that nigga for next to nothing. I don't even know what they gave. It. I, I honestly I just the nigga was just on the team one day. I don't even know what they <laughs> that, that the gave. Like, with you. That just speaks volumes to how low his value is. So yeah, uh I would probably give up Hayward for um Turner. Like that probably who I'd be eyeballing because Turner's gonna actually bring what they need, which is a defensive um big and. Their problem is I don't think I don't think the Celtics really struggle with rebounder, which is Drummond's calling card. Um, and he ain't just really that prolific at scoring around the rim to be like, yeah, he's a real low pro pre- presence. So I think it'd be good to have someone like Turner who can like block shots and re- rebound. And I think he's actually pretty good at like moving his feet and like guarding on the perimeter a little bit too. So yeah, I would I would definitely um I would I, I if I'm the Celtics, I don't I Drummond. I don't think that's I don't think that fits. I like you know. I like Turner more, but I do think that Andre Drummond gets them over the hump because as of right now, the hump is the Miami Heat. So, yeah, I think Drummond gets them over the Miami Heat hump. Okay, that's fair. Hey, this, this boy, DeLon, a little smoking that Miami pack. No, I mean, I'm, this is a compliment. I'm just saying, like, bam, out of bio, run a while on the Celtics. <laughs> oh, God, he was. Like, he was killing the niggas up. But damn. I mean, Andre Drummond is better. Who, uh, Kelly Owens? Like, who? No, he's on the. I mean, I don't like who. Who's on the Celtics? It would. I don't know, but I feel like he'd be better in the situation. But I feel like Miles Turner would be the best option. I hope um, y'all. But I, I really feel like the Celtics are not. 
Oh, I was gonna say Adebayo would, would eat um, Drummond alive. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I really think that he would. He would eat Drummond alive. He'd have to work for it. I'll say this, George. He'd have to work for it. Drummond has never been in a winning situation. Yes, he's not a. a he's German puts up crazy numbers. You know, he does what he do. He's gonna put up his little eighteen and his twelve and twelve or whatever the fuck he puts up. Uh, but I mean, you know, he's never been in a winning culture, so you know, like. He stinks. Might, might see a change in him, man. Might man, the, the Heat. The Heat sold the seven, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Andre Drummond is an upgrade, though. Like, <laughs> it didn't, like, if, if Andre no, 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 Drummond no, no. It was, it was, was six. It was six. It was six. It was six. Nah. Really, them niggas need to get rid of the Kimba. That nigga, that's who was thinking it up in the playoffs. That boy was, was out there looking like Ty Lawson. That nigga's playing like Ty Lawson out there, bro. I don't want to hear it. He's hurt. Yeah, he was, but that's the hurt with his knee. Like he he been having fluid in his knee. leg injury. He was playing hurt. He he been having fluid in his knee, like like towards the end of that that season. But that's the problem with Kimball, and that's why like Jordan wouldn't give him that bag. He was like, yeah, he was small guard. He he started to get hurt a lot. 30. Yeah, so yeah, they gonna. They I see, hey, I see the vision, Jordan. I'm sorry for down you, goat. My bad. I'm, I'm I should have known. I was, I talked some hot shit about you last season, but. I oh, oh, talk about, oh, like I, like I said, like I was always on. It was always on some. Like I get why Jordan doing it because you like you paid Kimball this. Oh money. yeah, we all we all we all understood it. Yeah, we all understood it. And then nigga legs break down. He be looking crazy. But um, then people be like, oh look, Jordan not a good um. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was about to say, was that was that was that his first good move as a uh, as owner? Hell no. Yes. Hell no. Nah, he signed Terry Rozier to replace him. <laughs> That's facts. Facts. That's facts. Damn, that's facts. But all right. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Pop of the Man podcast. Tune in next week for another episode of your favorite podcast. See you then.